Welcome back to Bear With Me. The Boston Bruins are now 34-4. and four. And that puts them, you're not going to believe this, Rob, that makes them first in the Atlantic, they're first in the Eastern Conference, and it has them as the best record in the National Hockey League. I'm Joey Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, echoing what we just said off screen, that is the fastest an NHL team has hit 30 wins since the 1944-45 Montreal Canadiens. Which was a while ago. That was 70 plus years. Quite a bit. That was before Quite the internet. That was, that was a while ago. They were that playing was... hockey in 1944-45. You feel like like they might that have just registered with me. I'm like, maybe guys, like it did take the second time you said it for me to be like, that's a, <laughs> to an reduce interesting season. season. Yeah. Hmm. Who was playing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. What a game. What a game. I'm it, was game. it has been a little bit. Uh we wanted to talk about this one sooner. We didn't. We did not. So there you We're go. I mean, now, 10 30, 10 30 starts are brutal. Oof. There's Rough. another coming right around the corner. It's just two, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's 10.30 tonight as well, tonight being uh. Saturday, against San Jose. And then tomorrow, Sunday at 8 o'clock against Anaheim. And they actually just played each other last night, Anaheim and San Jose. The Ducks won 5-4 to four in overtime. Why do you know that? Because uh, I was awake at 2 in the morning. And I was <laughs> like, well, I might as well just keep up. Just watching up some West Coast the... hockey? Scouting well, a little I was bit? up. I was up. I was I was awake. And I guess, honestly, if it's like the B's next two opponents playing each other. Yeah. You yeah. know what I realized? Uh, and yeah. it was very deflating for me. Uh, we're going to have to talk about Eric Carlson. Because we are playing Eric Carlson tonight. He has 54 points. And he's a minus five. I feel like I had a dream where he wasn't on the Sharks anymore. I think I had Did that, that not happen. Well. I feel like he like at what point in his career is he just going to start playing for like the, the hurricanes and then the blue jackets and then the Rangers and then retire. You I have no, I, mean? I have no idea why, but there's something about Eric Carlson on the sharks. That makes no sense to me. Really? Like that, that feels so unnatural. I don't know I, why. I, I think when him I see on the sense felt wrong. Honestly, I can't not think of him as a Senator. Like, that's strange. When I just see photos of him in the mm. Sharks jersey, I'm like, what the fuck is it? It looks like one of those like draft ups that people make as soon as someone gets traded. Like, this is what it'll look like. I'm like, that's always what it looks like to me. I'm like, that's that, that is strange. Right. I, I don't just, know why. I just don't feel that way. I mean, I guess I kind of do feel that way because I feel like he's not on that team anymore. But that's, that's more because I like also feel like he should suck by now. And he doesn't. He's going to win the Norris yeah. right yeah. in your fucking face. Dude, uh, speaking the of up. the Norris, bro. This is a horrible transition. Jake DeBrusque <laughs> is injured. I uh, was talk about that before we. Oh, I thought that was how you were transitioning into Jake DeBrusque. <laughs> that is. Speaking of the Norris Trophy, uh, Jake the, DeBrusque. The, that literally was my transition. Oh, no. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of the Norris, Jake DeBrusque hurt his chances because he's going to be out for four to six weeks with a broken fibula. fibula. Fractured fibula. Oh, sorry. They said four weeks. I think typically it's four to six, but in this case, they're saying four. In this case, because they were like, oh, well, he did score two goals on the broken leg. So, yeah, no, he'll be probably fine. not that bad. Don't worry about it. Monty said he didn't even realize he was hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it. That kind of tracks, I think, because nobody knew. It wasn't until photos came out after the game of him wearing a boot. People were like, what yeah. the? Why are you wearing a boot? You hurt your hand. And it was like one of those games where people had to kind of go back and like find clips. I'm like, where would he have gotten hurt? 
And, and there's it like a, looked like it might have been in the final seconds. That's exactly what I think it is, too. There's a, a point earlier in the game where there's something with a grizzly shot, but I don't think that's what it was. I, it does seem to be right as Malkin is taking that final shot as time expires. DeBrus kind of like awkwardly throws his leg out to like block it mm-hmm. and is pretty slow to get up. Like it's, it was an awkward moment. And yeah, like that the only it. thing that's weird for me there is like DeBrusque didn't block it because that shot went in. And <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know, it would it would make sense for him to still be slow getting up if he was already hurt. Touche. I don't Touché. know. I saw I just, that clip and I was like, I don't know if that's it. Yeah, it just all felt weird. So I was kind of looking for a weird thing to happen, not like a mm-hmm. clear like, oh, he took a slash or he mm-hmm. blocked a shot on his shin or something. Mm-hmm. But that was still surprising. Um, it was. I, yeah, so Jake. <laughs> the Bruins will have to settle with their second option for top line right wing, David Posternock. Thoughts I just of prayer. I can Boston keep Bruins up organization. <laughs> I hope he doesn't slow down this top line. I'm really excited for him to have a chance to show what he's got on the top line. I think that'll be really good for him. I yeah, you know, it's it's important for these younger guys to get some confidence, you know, play with some great guys, you know. I'm sure he's a lot to learn from Marshy and Bergey and I'm Probably. I'm rooting for the kid, honestly. He can do it. From a Not small it. So small like, city in the Czech Republic. Honestly, jokes aside, like it is funny that like they did recall Chris Wagner. The Bruins did recall Chris Wagner. They did officially. Yes, they did. He's like he's been with the team since before the LA game. Really? Okay. I thought yeah. I thought we talked. Okay, the last time we spoke, he hadn't been. No, in- it wasn't official yet. And then it was okay. like pretty shortly after we spoke about it, they they called him up. They put totally Jake on the LTIR, called up Wagner, and sent him out west. And they made it like Monty was clear. He's like, he, he's not playing tonight. Like he just got here. Like he's not adjusted to the time. Like jet lagged. It's not fair to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he also was like, I've heard nothing but great things about him. Like from everybody within the team. So like there, he's excited to give him the time. Mm-hmm. And then he also said something about like him possibly not playing both games for Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, now being four thirty PM on Saturday, it is still up in the air whether or not they're going to do seven defensemen because Greer is sick, apparently, like just like ill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they don't know if they're going to do seven defensemen or if they're going to bring in Wagner, which I don't really get. Like you have him there. You like, have what, him. Just what? play him. Like why would they're like going to put in Zaboral <laughs> instead? Which like, yes, he also needs ice time. Like I don't want Zaboral to sit out of the NHL for too long at a time if we're going to need him like later or possibly in the playoffs. But, like, he's with the team. It's not even like, uh, should we call him up and bring him out west? It's like, he's he's in the room with us. He's right there. Like, just throw on yeah. your skates, Chris. Like, Yeah, it's also like, you're going to need forward depth in the, uh, yeah. in the offs, too. You know? Yeah. Like, God yeah. forbid, two guys go down. Yeah. You're but what I was going to say. Ice time. Yeah, what I was going to say is, but jokes aside, they you know calling up Wagner. But they didn't even need to because their depth is really that good. Like yeah. they had all the guys they need Greer, this being a little different because Greer is sick. So now they kind of do need someone. But before that, it wasn't like we're, we lost to Brusque. That's a, an empty spot. It's like, no, like we've been juggling Smith and Greer out for a bit. So like just put Smith, um, Greer, no sick. There's your fourth line. Move past up. You're good. Like they had enough talent. They had enough guys on the roster. It wasn't even really necessary. Yeah. How did you feel? Um, because were they were they together? Greer and um Greer and Smith on the fourth line? Yeah, I feel like they've been playing not too infrequently together. They've the last few games. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's one of those situations. Like, they're not standing out. No, they're kind of not. I mean, the fourth line kind of has it, which is why I've been excited for Wagner to return. Wagner is very dogged and, like, kind of carries that I know I'm a fourth liner. And, like, I'm, I'm very proud of that. And, like, I know what role that is. Like, the last mm-hmm. time he played a regular season game, it was the Bruins' last regular season game last year with mm-hmm. the last game of the season. The Bruins had 54 hits. Mm-hmm. Wagner had 11 of them. Yeah. He played, I think, two or three games against mm-hmm. Carolina in that first round. Mm-hmm. And he, he, I mean, he did all right. Like, he had, I think, like, four to five hits most games. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for him to come in because I think that's kind of fresh blood for the fourth line. I think that's a shot in the arm. I think that could do well to like kind of bring back some more of the physicality that the team hasn't really been rocking a lot of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, their formula is working. You can't question it that much. But as a fan, I kind of want to see some more hitting. And so think, are you are you predicting big physical game from Wagner? When he comes in, general? yes. Yep. Whenever his first Because, I mean, it's got to be. It's got to yeah. be in San Jose. Uh, I mean, the fact that like there's still like up in the air about it. I kind of am expecting seven defensemen tonight just because of the way they're talking about it. I hope I'm wrong. I truly do. But I think that's what they're going to end up doing. I think, I think by next game, I mean, if he doesn't play in one of these games, I'd just be stupid. He'll be playing. He'll, if he doesn't play tonight, he's absolutely playing against Anaheim tomorrow. Like without a doubt, like they didn't bring him out West to not play him. I just think it's weird that it is an automatic. Oh, Greer's out. Just put in Wagner. Like that is such a one for one. And not even just like number wise, but like how each of them play. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, there's no one else in the AHL that I would rather bring up to replace Greer's play style than Chris Wagner right now. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of out west, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about crypto.com arena. Is that really what it's called? That's terrible. So it was What's... the Staples Center for a very long time. That's okay. Yeah. I was going to ask, what was it? It was the Staples Center. And in a move that has aged like actual milk, the crypto.com arena is now the home of the Los Angeles Kings. Um, Let's talk a little bit just about the Kings as an organization for a little bit. If you're, if you're okay with this, because I, not since blockbuster video arena has a name aged, quite so quickly and quite so poorly. I just don't understand why you wouldn't want to keep the purple and gold. Well, the purple and gold too, but I was just, I'm still on the name here that I just think the Staples center superseded the, the brand of staples. It just became, it's the Staples center. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Like you don't even think of staples, the, like the company you're like, no, it's Staples center. That's one word. It's, it's one, it's its own entity. Yeah. It's like the bell center. I just think of it as the bell center. Do you think of TD Bank when you think of TD Garden? No, I used to when no. it was TD Bank North Garden because oh, it sure. That's, was right there. Shoving it in your face. Yeah, it was like on the on the Zikum. It's just like here's our actual full ass logo. Is the full logo still on the side? It I don't think be. so. Even Gillette. Do you think of Gillette the company when you hear Gillette, or do you? I just think, think of Gillette is like maybe the best example of yeah. of like moving associating. Beyond the brand. The brand from the building. And I feel the same way about Smoothie King Arena in New Orleans. You don't think of what? smoothies, right? <laughs> that's a real play. That's that's where <laughs> the Pelicans play. The climate New Orleans change climate change Pelicans. arena is the new one. The Pelicans I like is the name. I remember the first time I heard that. I'm like, that's 
new. Like I didn't grow up hearing yeah. about the Pelicans. Look, if we can have the Ducks, they can have the Pelicans. It's fine. I'm all for. I'm all for silly ass team names. All professional sports teams should be named after birds. Tell I me mean, I'm we're wrong. well on our way. So many birds. There's enough. So birds. many bird teams after types of beetles. Okay, I don't I know. I don't know something here. Maybe we don't put this one out. Maybe we keep yeah. this one to ourselves. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. Uh, the camera angle in this godforsaken arena. Oh. Is- horrific do oh you don't like it i i do like this camera angle actually oh i think it's too low no i like it i think it's like it's it's, dark it's approaching too low but it's not there it's definitely not for me it's it's a little dark too i'll say that not as much flash as i want from the ice the bigger the bigger story though with the camera in this game oh i tweeted repeatedly during this game Quick tangent. I do this a lot, but quick tangent. Uh, no one was awake during this game at all. Like I was, and I was tweeting it. But even like Bruins and hockey Twitter was asleep. Like there mm-hmm. was like me and like reporters who work for like the Globe who were at the game were <laughs> tweeting about the game, and that was it. Like no one was responding. No one else was tweeting. That was it. Uh, but I kept tweeting about the camera angle because it was making. Not sorry, not the angle. Just the camera man person mm-hmm. in charge of moving the camera to follow the puck. Camera, the cameraman, cameraman. That's the word. Yeah, terrible. Oh my god, it, it was awful, atrocious. Tough it is, game. It is in, in ten plus years of watching eighty games a year for the Bruins, I've never seen worse coverage of the puck. No, like no off screen for extended periods of time. Even when it was on screen, it was like on the fringe. It was on the edge. Like you were like one quick pass away from it disappearing. And the the camera in the zone was so tight. That like it, it was following the puck, like he was tracking around the zone. Like just be wide enough, just take in the whole zone. That's how it always is. Yeah, that's how just, it always is. I do they not use wide angle lenses? Do you know if they do or not? Well, depends what you define as a wide angle, Rob. That's fair. Like what I'm talking like a wide angle here. I feel like I would pay for uh, coverage of the game. Mm-hmm. Where you are essentially at all times, all of the ice is covered. Like, I don't want all of that, but like have that available. Like whenever they're like, oh, we don't have a, a coverage of this play. Like no camera was on it. Like, that's mm-hmm. stupid. Get a, wide, get a better camera. Show me everything. I know the lenses that they use for like the average hockey broadcast are like 100K for the lenses, not the camera for the lenses. And what does that mean? So oh, $100,000. I thought 100... 100K was just like a... No, a hundred grand, hundred thousand dollars. I literally thought you meant it was just like some specific some camera detail term. Of, yeah, I'm like, I don't know what yeah, that is. No, means. the camera term is the price tag, brother. It's uh, there for us. They're uh, top of the line stuff from 95 anyway, but yeah, they don't really, they don't really introduce, I mean, they don't really change that stuff up. They add, you know, the graphics and the thank God they added those cool boards and they had the puck tracker for a little bit. And now it's they have making like, it easier to watch. It's what way I've heard. easier. People are actually saying they prefer it. <laughs> did we and ever talk about that? How I don't know if we ever did talk about that. Audacious of a statement it is to make that people are telling Gary Bettman that hockey is easier to follow with <laughs> digital boards. Now it doesn't make any sense. 
There, it's like nothing clearly a lie like moving immediately moving past the fact that, that it's just a bold-faced lie there's no element of that that makes any sense like what about these boards is amplifying your experience so it's like oh now that everything in the background is like no longer static like i can see this little puck so much easier it reminds me of politics it like got me as like fired up as politics like you hear a politician just say something sometimes and you're like how does that relate to what the matter at hand here that's what are you talking about it felt it it felt like a trump statement to be honest that's what i really meant that's what i really meant it took me back to the trump era i was like dude you can't just say shit i came in i saw the (laughs) people are saying hockey is a much better sport now because of these ads that's what I it came in. Like I saw the ads. I said, "Wow, those are good ads." A lot of people better are saying hockey's a better game now. That's what it feels like. It's like you know, you can't just say that. Oh, but Gary Gary Bettman said it. Gary Bettman said it. <laughs> he sure did. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, you, that's you texted big... me recently, and you were like, "Should I hate Bettman more than I do?" <laughs> and then within like a minute, I was like, "Oh yeah, no, I do hate Bettman." Yeah, essentially like three just... <laughs> texts. You're like, "Never mind, never mind, I hate him." Yeah, right. And my response is, I wasn't around for the lockouts. I was right. there for the the reduced one. That one, I, I that's actually right when I got a knock. He was like, "What's going on with this lockout thing?" Yeah, and then I found the Bruins. Yeah, and just uh, but yeah, the, the cameraman was terrible. Yeah. Um, we got West Coast Jack for this game. Yes. So you did you did not watch the game live? No, as most people did not, because it was ten thirty on a Thursday. And then when I watched it back, I watched the Bally uh, broadcast. Yeah, he. Um, so he yeah, was, let's talk about Jack. He was in one. Um, you heard <laughs> so to get a little into the game now. So the first Bruins goal of the game was Pasternak's goal, mm-hmm. and we could when we could skip past the goal for now. We could talk about that after. But the call jack made and this was after the refs missed marshan's tripping call mm-hmm. is he just like yelled it's just like despite the referee's blatant incompetence like <laughs> like was he was so good yeah i did hear that i did hear the clip yeah there was that and then like he he was like he was sleepy jack like he he was mm-hmm. he was struggling a bit at sometimes but like post game he tried to ask montgomery a question and it just it wasn't a sentence. It just was not a sentence. He just it's said a few like words that. with spaced between and Montgomery was like, Oh yeah. And then just like kind of answered something like I mean, I told you do. I mean, I think post game Jack is just, he's dog tired. Yeah, yeah. He's because I mean, I told you that that one a couple of weeks ago where he's like, Jim Montgomery, if there was a, a song <laughs> to exemplify Bruins win tonight. It's like, what? Okay, go on. <laughs> like sometimes he just he just does some shit. He just yeah. talks. God bless his soul, dude. Yeah, it was it was. Um, but was before the- that, dude, Burns had to come back from this game. Burns, didn't yeah, strike first, dude. Uh, they did it, not. It was a nameless king, which is a good band name. Write that one down. A nameless king. That's a nameless king band name. Yeah, that actually is a good band name. Uh, I don't care. By the way. If you're a shit team, I don't care to learn your I don't care to like give credit to you know your third line left wing who got a garbage goal. I don't care. Philip Denault. That's awesome. I hope it's pronounced Deno and we're gonna call him Denault. It is Deno. I deliberately said Deno. He played for the Habs for like six or seven years. That's great. I hope he had a great time there. I hope he really enjoyed it. I hear it's a great city. A lot of a lot of nice folks if you speak French. 
Uh, this one was really bad. This one really made me think that this game was going to go differently. It was so bad. This is this was like a defensive breakdown. I so this might be the difference between watching it live and watching just the recap because mm-hmm. live everything preceding that was Bruins. The Bruins had were really really strong, mm-hmm. and that was their first shift where the Kings took over and the Kings just struck. They dominated the Bruins for that whole shift. They completely dominated it and ended it with that, mm-hmm. that pass, which I'm sorry, that's a good goal. It's from Bruins perspective, where the fuck is the coverage? We can talk about Griffith yeah. and McAvoy falling apart there, but like that looks like that is a Brad Marchand to David Pasternak goal. That's what that is. Like the swinging around from behind the net. I like think it could be it anybody. I think it could be anybody. It could be nameless King to Denault. Oh, that's a good pass. That, I that's follow. That was a good pass. It was an it was an all right pass. It's a it's a it's a good pass when you're under pressure. It's a whatever pass when nobody is daring to come near you for some reason. So it's Grizzy and Chuck that are on the ice for this goal, and it seems like it was just a communication breakdown. There's two Kings down low, uh, neither under any significant pressure. Chuck's out front, protecting the net from actually no one. Uh, letting his man play behind the net, kind of looking over his shoulder for Grizz. Uh, and then Grizzy, last second, abandons his own man to collapse on the puck carrier, who then delivers that cross-ice pass, and it never had a chance of being stopped. Yeah, completely it's, uncovered. And I think, I think I immediately jumped to like a big reaction because it's another goal where Bruins defensemen are standing in front of the net looking useless. And... Useless is a tough word, but I would suggest go back, watch that goal, watch just Chuck, and then go back, watch that goal, and watch just Grizz. They are both absolutely useless on that play, just not involved. And it's, it's tough if you're Sway. It's a really tough start for Sway, especially a guy who's trying to get his numbers back. We'll talk about him a little more later on, but he did have a good game, and that's just a a tough way to get left out like that early on. Yeah, off that I will. I do want to give credit to Swayman, who did have a good game here. Uh, absolutely not his fault, in in no, no way. There was nothing. He read it well, like he he made a move on it, but that was like it, it, that's one of those goals. Like if he didn't score that, like that's wow, what the fuck did you not score yeah. that? That's not a oh you beat him. It's like you had the whole net basically, not the whole net, but you, you had enough time and space. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah that was had. tough. That left I don't know. That left that left me leaving the first period just feeling. Like, are we going to lose to the Kings tonight? I, I know that. Yeah, I, I didn't think we were going to. I'm careful to be too definitive about statements now, but <laughs> they they had some. The Bruins had some good movement the first minute. Like they looked really good. They were just cycling the puck around the King zone the first minute of play. So for me, it was like we don't typically play like this in the mm-hmm. first. So this is good mm-hmm. to see. Like this is promising. Let's get to it early. But even that first, like that when that first goal went in, like I wouldn't, I wasn't like, oh, I was like, all right, whatever. I think it was the only yeah. that was the only I, goal in the first period. It was. It was. Um, I just don't like the I just don't like the the full on breakdowns because that that leads no. me to think that like those are the things that teams take advantage of. In oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you know. And when another team's offense is clicking, how's your defense look? Are you able to shut them down when they're rolling? And there are times where the bees just get caught flat-footed and confused and not communicating well. Speaking of flat-footed, which that's a perfect transition because I want to talk about the David Poster not goal. Uh, 
<laughs> go back and watch this goal. So it's Brad Marchand's coming up the wing. He got he gets hit into the boards, collects the puck, and he, he gets enough space and he passes it to David Pasternak. Watching it live and not sober, and at eleven thirty on a Thursday, I didn't I, w- I didn't see Pasta until the puck went to him. The it hits a stick and you look you do like immediate ocular pat down of the area and I'm like where the fuck are the kings? Like he had like <laughs> he had so much fucking room, like an insane amount. Where the of, fuck like, are the kings? Like literally, I was like, oh, like it hit his stick. He didn't even turn to the net yet. My like, goal. That's a goal. Like you cannot, you absolutely cannot give David Fosternock the whole entire high slot crease to blue line, not a soul around him. <laughs> And the best part is if you go back and watch the setup for the goal, I count, I timed it. He sits flat-footed, not moving, watching Brad Marchand just standing there like his controller disconnected for a full six seconds. Like, no one's going near him. He's not making any attempt to go anywhere. He's like, I'm exactly where I need to be. Marchand has the puck. We're good. And he, it here. works. It works. Like, he just gets the puck. And it's like, okay. And it just looks at the goal and just fires it lo- like below the blocker for the first goal and it, it was just it, in the moment i was like oh that's a great goal and then i watched it, i'm like that is so fucking funny like it's like, <laughs> like that was the most ovechkin thing i've ever seen Poshnok do which is saying like all he does is score from his office he's just like sitting there like kind of bored just like all right i'm open come on brad, brad okay thank you okay brad. here we go that was great. I don't know how you let that happen. We talk a lot about how you let David Pasternak stand alone in the circle. How do you let that happen? How do you let him have the whole ice? Like, yeah, I, the whole zone? It may, I, I, he had so much time. So he couldn't have asked for more time. I mean, he, really he, he collected, settled, looked at the net, looked back at the puck, looked back at the net, picked his spot, set up, shot it. Like, just... I want to know how much time he had with the puck on his stick. Not long. Probably a second and a half. It was a bit. He had he had a, a bit before he even needed to to do anything. But he might have had it a full three seconds. Gotta go back to watch it now. That was so good. Oh, so good. One, two, about two seconds. He has it for about two no. seconds. Still, it's a long time. He collects it, kind of turns, loads up, and fires. Like he doesn't really dilly dally with it. And absolutely picked his spot. Oh yeah, like he was getting head involved. up the whole time. Head up the whole time. Yeah, he was he was looking pretty sound offensively in general. He, he had, had a very quick releases. Game. He yeah. wasn't overthinking. He wasn't trying to do too much. No, he, there was no pasta attacks this game at all. Like he looked good. Mm. Um, okay, so uh, Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand. Yep. Another game proving that we're right to say that Brad Marchand has a history of Kings game with Kings games. Yes. So it was I've like start of the second period is barreling into the offensive zone, gets tripped up, making a move on the inside. I it's a trip. It's a trip. It's a trip. It's a trip. Ten out of ten times. You're talking about he when Brad gets it. tripped? Yes. Yeah. He helped it a bit. Not like enough where it should have negated it, not to the point where there was nothing there and he was trying to create something. It was like he it happened and he didn't fight it. Yeah, and then you remember, oh, this is Brad Marchand, what I consider to be one of the stronger skaters in terms of, like, edge work and, like, Mm -hmm. 
maintaining balance. So like whenever he falls, it's like you either like really took him out or like he's like trying to help the penalty a bit, which but, and, like, I mean, he draws... you got to skate. You got to skate to skate. Yeah. And I just me bringing this up doesn't mean the fact that like it was like a 50 50 whatsoever. Like that is like he it's didn't have to do anything. And that was a trip. But I think he that might have in this case gone against him. But in any case, they don't call it. He immediately, once he realizes they didn't call it, is freaking out, like staring down the ref, screaming at him, super pissed. And like the, the he was like off screen when it was live, but in the replay, they went back and you can hear, uh, or you can just see him like losing his mind, slamming his stick on the ice against the boards, on the bench, screaming at the refs, fuck you, like. And the trashes his stick on the edge of the board and then grabs the piece he's remaining and gears back like he's about to throw it at him. And that was the craziest part. Yeah, that that's like part. I saw oh, nobody Brad, talking about like that. Brad. Brad. Uh, tweeted he was just like he was a hundred percent about to throw that at the ref. <laughs> like <laughs> even Marshan's lizard brain was like, maybe don't don't, don't do that. Don't that's too far. Don't do that. And that it, was that was um I was gonna say vintage, but not even vintage, like I don't know if I've ever seen him like that. That's I, I tweeted a lot. I was like, I've never seen Brad March in that angry. I really don't think I have. I might be forgetting something, but he was fucking fuming. And the like, thing is, like, when I think of Brad getting mad, I think of him getting mad at players. I really don't think of him getting screaming no. angry at a ref. No, he really doesn't do that very often. Like, I've seen him get in guys' face and, like, you know, be an asshole and then, like, you know, really try to get after somebody and like fight to fight with a linesman to let him go at somebody. Yeah. But I've never seen him scream at a ref like that, especially over something like a missed trip call. Yeah. And like, not in a very crucial part of the game. Like it's like the start of the second, you're only down by one. It's a regular season game. Like it, did like they didn't even act that way when Achari got tripped in game five. Like they didn't even have that kind of outrage. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. Uh, no, I the, those words were weird. What the hell? Did you just have a stroke? Uh, uh no. Uh if you in the Defumi upload for the Brad Martian incident, there's a mm. point in the replay where luckily no one's talking and it's just him going up to the bench and you can hear what I assume is the ref saying, Sit down, you punk. <laughs> like, and then someone's like, Fuck you, Martian. Like, and it's like they're like back to back. And I'm like, I love that. And it's just like him like still freaking out. Thank but, God for Defumi, dude. I don't know if enough people give him credit. I really don't think they do. No. Uh, and and in typical Brad Marchand fashion, he's not just going to get pissed and sit on it. Like he's like, all right, well, I'm taking it out on the Kings now. Mm-hmm. And he had that he had that assist for the Pasternakel, and then he had the I'm Brad Marchand and I can one time it from the red line consistently goal, mm-hmm. which was yeah. like. Oh, what a that's not in like I think Jack's call or like the in analysis for Brick was like for Martian that's a high percentage shot like most teams will give up that angle in the in that situation but like with Martian like that's he can definitely put that in like the Bally Sports uh, color guy said you would never take this shot <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't it's like I, how many times have we seen him score that goal yeah like, it's almost times, I want to tell him like, like yo you should watch Nesson sometime because Brad takes that shot. <laughs> Brad scores on that shot. He's been in the league for a bit. Yeah, this guy, Brad, you should check him out. 
Even better uh, on the Nesson when they the game was live and they were calling it. It was Jack was saying that like the Bruins power play has been not so stellar lately. They're in a bit of a slump, and cool. he couldn't even like finish the thought, and the power play was over. Like he scored five seconds into the power play. Yeah, no time at all. No, and like in in that kind of same Martian, like he didn't even get really emphatic. He was just kind of like stoic Fuck about yeah. it. Like he's yeah, just I like, scored. yeah, what I yeah, do. I'm not satisfied yet. Like, yeah, I love that. That was great. I love it. I, I, I would pay a ref. Don't call the first time Marshy gets tripped anymore. Do not call it. That's that might be bordering bordering on cheating for the Bruins. Like, yeah. Like don't give them that kind of energy. I love it just that. seems like I I in a weird way, Marshy's reputation that prevents him from getting calls is making him a more dangerous weapon on the ice. And the, the more upset he is, the more of a threat he can be. Exactly. It goes. He's not really, getting calls. He's getting pissed off. He's getting yeah. better. He's like, he's how a, else can I get you? Scoreboard. It's crazy. Like, good luck shutting him down. Good fucking luck. Uh, oh, I love Brett Marchand. Uh, I love Trent Frederick, dude. He fought. At I was going to say, let's talk fist. about the real star of the game now. Like, <laughs> yeah. The Freddy game. Oh, my God. I the feel Freddy so game. vindicated. Like,. <laughs> Like I have been defending Trent Frederick for years and it's just this season where everyone's like, Frederick's good. I'm like, I've been fucking telling you. I'm like, I mean, I was saying it even when it wasn't really true, but he, all right. So let's talk about the fight first. Cause that's what happened first. It was about halfway fight through the game first. So he, Brendan Lemieux and uh, Trent Frederick, this is the third time they've fought. And in the post, really? I knew yeah. that I knew that it, it had happened before. I didn't realize it was a third. I thought it was just the second. Oh no, this is they have some history. So mm-hmm. like it didn't take much. And Trent Frederick said as much mm-hmm. in the post game interview with Nesson. Sure did. I don't know what was the exact quote, but he was basically like, "Do you have the exact quote, or do you know what I'm talking uh, let about?" Let me pull it up. Okay. I've I got a few. I got another Freddy quote to drop on you after this one that I really like. Um, but, 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 why is this so hard to find? It was everywhere. It really was. I sent it to you somewhere. Well, the gist of it, if we can't find it in a time that is efficient, Frederick basically was saying that he doesn't like Lemieux and looks for any opportunity he can. Like, he was like, I won't pass up a chance to fight him. I don't like him very much. With like that yeah. a history, yeah. But so earlier in the game, pretty or very early in the game, McAvoy was taking the puck up on the boards, and like one of those, like he didn't have control. He was skating up to the puck to make a play on it to get it out of the zone, and knew mm-hmm. it was the timing of it was he was going to get crushed by Lemieux. That's just what it was. So he makes the play, and then like just starts falling backwards, like leaning back to like kind of soften the blow. So Lemieux hits them. They both go down. It looks way worse. Like watching that live, it, if you didn't realize McAvoy was already falling backwards, it looks like he just got fucking planted. But he was fine. Like if you look at the replay, like McAvoy's like, nope, he just is head up the whole time, like down, gets up, not a big deal at all. Yeah. But that crossed the threshold for Frederick, not a big deal. There's actually a few, I think it was uh, Connor Ryan who was like tweeting. It was just like, they have a history. And like, and then after that, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, look, keep an eye on Frederick. And then they fought off the face off. 
and it was a good which is my favorite way to start a fight oh yeah it is the best because you don't know you don't see it coming like there's no like oh this could turn into and you don't miss anything either it's not like you miss the first you know two punches of the fight or something you just like camera drops everybody chills and you're like is it happening and they cut to the wide angle and gloves are off in the old days helmets come off too yeah that's i uh, love that they both lost buckets on this fight yeah one of my favorite fights of all time is jamie ben versus joe thornton mm. and it starts off the face off and it's like the, the call on it's so good too they're just like skating around like rolling the sleeves up helmets off like squaring up and they're like oh this is a dance like and it was a heavy heavy tilt oh my god can both of those guys throw dude and this me... the, the lemieux frederick fight that was a good one too like, it was and i'll tell you i i could have told you myself that freddie doesn't like this guy just from the fact that like freddie fought him a little dirty like yeah. freddie like sean thornton might want to have a word with him about some oh, rules the, the sweater over his head he pulls the sweater over his head and then starts taking uppercuts. Dude, that's that's vintage. trying that's to vintage. fuck someone up. That's not trying to like win a fight, hype your boys up. That's like I want to ruin your face. That's like, and I don't want you to real. know it's coming. Like, I don't uh, want you to even know when it's coming. I was so excited. Freddie was smiling before the fight too. He's always Freddie's always smiling. He's always He's in a silly goofy. In He's always in a, a silly goofy mood. Big fan. Just a silly, goofy little uppercut to a blind little man. Gremlin. I love it. <laughs> uh, and it, it, as good as it was, the fact that we that's only a part of why the game was so good for him makes me happy. I know. It's like not even, it, it not even the like, biggest part, like honestly. Not even kind of. No. <laughs> no. So it's 2-1 so Bruins at this point, roughly, I think. There might have been a bit of a minute between Brad Marchand's goal and the fight. And uh, Sean Jersey ends up taking a wicked one-timer bar down on Swayman. I think it was it was tied at this time. It was two one. Uh, okay, so then the yeah. the goal was first, and then shortly after was yeah. the fight. And that was goal. That was a goal that like I mean it was a posture not goal. Oh yeah, no. What yeah, do you do? That's what no do you do? nothing you can do. No, maybe and not give him that much space, but hey, happened. So and spoiler alert: those are the only two goals that end up going in on Swayman, and neither of which I, in any way, am holding against him. I which think zero percent. Great. No, 0% that is all. Here. That that's what I want. I, like I, I want at the end of the game to be like you did everything you realistically could have. Yeah. Like that's not on you at all. That was a I crazy mean, good shot. You were. I think you got screened by. I forget who was in front of him. There was a defense. I think it was Carlo was right in front of him. And Carlo like had his back to the play, so like it was kind of weird. But. The defenseman in front—I mean, the defense in front of the net—is is, is God, by far their weakest they point. Yeah, we got to we got to figure that out. Figure out what's going on there. But yeah, no, I mean, I think you can even say like, wh- your goalie, like you should be all right with like one one getting by, like yeah. one weak one, one soft one, one one where he's caught a little off, like that that could happen, you know, and like. So to have a game like this where nothing like that happens, nothing soft, no gimmies. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm, I'm, sorry, I interrupted. It's as good of a no, you're good. It's just as good of a performance as you can ask for. And I, I think it goes above the expectations. Uh rewatching it now, he was not screened and Carlo was watching the whole way. It just there was no one actually at all between um the shooter and Swayman. It was just a clean beat. Like Swayman and was just a little even slow with the glove. Mind, though. No, honestly, it's like it's yeah, like sure you want that one back, but that is a hammered one timer bar down on the power. Uh, was that on the power play? No, it was not. Uh, 
Cooper. It was a good shot. I'm not that upset about it. And even if you want to call that this like one he might want back, that's all all it was at the end of the day was the one goal that he let it be maybe shouldn't have. Yeah. But they moved on. That was kind of it for the second period. There was no penalties in the first or third period of this game. And in the second, there was the fighting majors, which, mm-hmm. like, yes, they're penalties, but, like, in, in a way, you're like, that's not really, like, an infraction. That's just, mm-hmm. like, you fought. Get over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the second also ended with that amazing save from Swayman. With oh, Puck, like, yes. Sat on the line. Yes, yes, yes. That uh, That's the kind of stuff that goes your way when you're having a night where, like, too even, too out of your control get by you and you're putting up like a stand-up performance that's the stuff that goes your way honestly like you it is a save by how a save is defined mm-hmm. but i still consider that way more puck luck than an actual save 100%. this is the shot that, that came off went off the swim his right arm it floated a little bit up in the air and it landed in the paint like right on the edge of the goal line it rolled it hit post, kind of hit the post too. yeah it was like on edge and then swam and pulled it off. Like that was as close as it can possibly get to being a goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could not have and been any closer. No. Um, but still, then, I mean, like I said, that's just, that's, that's the hockey gods looking out for you a little bit when you're having a tough night, when you're, you know, when you deserve better. Um, Swayman had a really yeah, good breakaway he, save in the third too. He did. I mean, Cliff, I mean, Cliffy, Swagman just had a good game. He did. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like that's all you can say about us. He had a good game. Which is what my my phone computer auto have we said that on this show? Yeah, yeah. We so said people we don't we think had, I'm saying swagman. Just, we should kind of just try to popularize it so we can all just move on with the autocorrect issue. Cool. Yeah, Swagman. Um, swagman yeah. had a it's that's so funny. It's calling him swag and he's like a skinny dude from Alaska. <laughs> he looks like somebody who would unironically wear those like Kanye West like uh, shaded sunglasses that are colored yeah. and have the slits in them. He's like, yeah, he's just getting into LMFAO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, catching yeah, yeah. up. 100%. Yeah. yeah. They, they, he, he's from Alaska. They, they, it takes a while for things to get over there. Yeah. They just um, got Pitbull. Give him a minute. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. But yeah, so that, that breakaway save yeah. I was talking about, it was at like just over four, like around the 14 minute mark in the third period. Um, Clean, clean save. Nothing bad about it at all. And then like 10 seconds later, there's a play that somebody shoots it into like the high slot. It goes off of Clinton's skate and it just goes right. I think it's Kopitar. Yeah. Um, is, is Kopitar number 11? Mm-hmm. I think he is. All alone, forehand, full steam ahead, hammers it. and But Swayman read it really well, came out of his crease a little bit, cut down the angle and saved it. And that seeing that, that's how I was like, he's good. Like even like that, at that mm-hmm. point, it was more, it was like, 70% of the way through the game. But I was like, that is really good to see from Swayman. That is I know the type it, of shit you want. It, I know it's nitpicky, but like Cliffy in those moments, it's like, it's like, even when we're getting defensemen in front and they're blocking shots, they're and they're just not clearing out their garbage. That wasn't and, even, he was like trying to, I think it was like, he was just skating across and it happened, hit him. And it was like, which is, I think worse. So you didn't mean to block the shot. And then left it behind you, just sitting in the open slot. I mean, when I saw that, I I just got, I don't know. I think I'm I'm on edge with with the Bruins defenseman in front of the net in general. So I think yeah, I think what we're seeing is like a precursor to it being a legitimate issue. Yeah, like when if and when they start dropping games, I think it'll be because of 
defensive breakdowns in front of the net and because of just sloppy play from the defense. It won't be because the offense is not there. It's just because, and it won't be because of the goaltending because neither of those are really any showing any indication of being an issue right now. I think it'll just be a really porous defense. And it sucks to already hear that. Like hearing those words yeah, makes me think like, I wonder if we're going to be having this conversation in June. You know, yeah, that's not it's what like, you want to be. You start to think about like, you know, what elimination conversation starts to sound like. That's something that comes up in elimination conversation. Like, well, they just couldn't shut down in front of the net. They gave up why a lot is, of chances down low. Why is defense important in the playoffs? Is that so in the playoffs? Um, yeah. So defense is pretty important in the playoffs. Oh, interesting. Some people say this is, I think this phrase might catch on. God damn it. <laughs> defense wins championships. And thanks for stopping by. Bear with me. Yeah, you can get out of here now. Uh, okay, the goal. The first goal. The first yeah. goal. Yeah. The so, Ferrari goal. Uh, the play setting it up. So, first of all, the, this line, I was so excited to be back together. This line being uh, Flino, Coyle, and Freddie. I love that line so much. So much. Uh, but when they broke into the zone, it was Freddie, full head of steam, coming in, bad, beautiful backhand to Grizzly, who was stepping in on the play, too. And then uh, Freddie was, like, opening up for a one-timer, and, like, he had space. So if they could have gotten through the Kings players, it would have been a good chance. Mm-hmm. Nothing it was doing. It actually went off of a Kings player when they tried to. So Freddie circles back around the net and then cuts right back in front of it. Carlos shoots it right at him, and Frederick with a beautiful tip, right past. Chest-high tip. Yeah, yeah, like an awkward, like it looks like he's playing a fake bass guitar, like <laughs> at the and I think he's like I'm pretty sure if you like freeze frame right there on the moment of, of impact, the like he's surrounded by three king's bodies. Oh yeah, it like, wasn't it was through a lot of a solo thing, yeah. Yeah, through quite a bit and and just a clean ass, beautiful tip. Yeah, from Carlo to the net, there's about three Kings players, not like a clean direct line. And then it goes past uh Grizzly, who was also looking to tip it, and then right mm-hmm. on to Freddie, who was standing right in front of um, a King's defenseman. But that was like tie breaking, like less than 10 to go in the third, coming mm-hmm. from Frederick, who had already had the fight. So then it's like, oh, Gordy, how hat trick alert. Like, like yeah. keep an eye out. And Fred, Jack actually was like, he's just an assist away. My dad and it was er- and that goal thing. was early enough in the shift mm-hmm. where they kept them out there. Like when like they dropped off at center ice again, dropped the puck mm-hmm. at center ice. It was the same line. So I love when there's a clip of like a guy scoring two goals so quickly that they mm-hmm. don't have to cut it all. It's just like a minute and a half of broadcast coverage because it will it contains both goals. Yeah, and they like pretty quickly like get it right back into the offensive zone. Like Felino is like kind of doing what Frederick did for the play before, like chugging him on the right wing, and then he tries to sauce it to Coil going in the center who just makes this like quick pass back to Felino, who's sitting behind the net. Felino has his back to the net and then just like throws it backwards on his backhand right to Frederick, who is in the same spot that he made the tip from. <laughs> and again, Frederick going to the front of the net. That is key. That is so fucking important. And here you go. Two goals, 34 seconds because they, he went to the front of the net, but a beautiful pass from Felino, like Freddie all alone, like, Phoenix Copley had no fucking idea where this puck was. Zero idea. That's the thing is like Freddie made a beautiful move and he, you know, cut over to his backhand and, and roofed it 
just uh, right by Copley's head. But he didn't need to. <laughs> he certainly didn't need to. I don't know if he knew. Copley had no clue where that puck was. I think he was looking through the back of the net when Freddie received that pass. It's like I, I have it freeze frame, and it's like as it's hitting Frederick's stick, Copley's just like completely turning or almost completely turning around to look at where Felino is. Yeah, he's. Got I think no the move idea. was exactly what he needed to do, actually, because it was fast. And as Freddie is like just taking the shot on the backhand, Copley's already making a move on it. It was too late because yeah. he didn't see it developing, but it just tickles his ear right past his ear, and like it wasn't even like the cleanest backhand. It wasn't a roof. It like it was like a little. It was almost headed towards Copley more than it needed to be. Yeah. Like out of all of the net that was available, it was like pretty close to him. Mm-hmm. But it was just so, so quick. So happy for Fred. Oh, dude, Fred. You're telling me. Like, when, like, how often does Frederick get that kind of time and space in front of the net? Never. Truly never. And then for him to make that like super fast backhand, forehand shovel goal. And on the same was, shift where he just, like, yeah. I was losing in front of one in, in the slot. Yeah, it was twelve forty in the morning at this point. And I was just like freaking out. It was fantastic. It was unreal. I mean, there's there's few guys that spark the same kind of feel. I think Jake used to. Yes, absolutely. It's like it's that same like this guy deserves it, and I love this guy, and like thank God he had a game. Jake used to, but now I mean this year we just kind of expect it of Jake yeah, now. It's like 100%. Jake does that, like or not maybe not expect it, but. You're not shocked when Jake has a big game. You're like, yeah, no, Jake's the man. Because um, I, I don't think there's pressure on Jake. No, you don't expect that if Jake doesn't, you know, have a point top, in the couple games, you don't go away. I, I do. On. Top line winger, yeah, I do. Playing with yeah. Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron, yeah, I, I expect him to be putting up 30 goals, 60 points. Yeah, I just it's weird to put expectations above so far above anything he's ever done before. He's shown he's capable of it. And like yeah. he's playing better than he has before. That's um, for sure. But I mean, I was, Freddie inspires something unique now. Yeah. Freddie uh, was so pumped up after that goal, too. He was yep. like, like literally giddy. Like, just like, <laughs> holy shit, did you guys just see that? Like, oh my see what God. I did? Like, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That, that was fantastic. That was at that point, I was like, this is already one of the best games of the year, which is mm-hmm. on. I do think this is like a top five game of the year. And what a mm-hmm. shame. It was a West Coast game on a Thursday where very few people got to see it, or at least less than normally would watch. Like, I don't know many people who watch more than the first period, at least. Like, I stay up till two in the morning regularly. So people are like, I was talking to people. They're like, I cannot stay up that late. And I'm like, what are you talking? What do you just do it? Just be awake. I don't understand what you're saying to me right now. Like, dude, um, I, I mean, I. I don't know. I mean, they're they're playing tonight, Saturday night at ten thirty. Yes. And you were like, "You watching?" I was like, "Yep." You like the whole thing? I was like, "Man, I don't know. I don't. I really don't. I mean, it gets me. It gets me. I don't know." But I wanted to back to Freddie real quick. Yes. He had so many quotes after this game. Um, oh yeah. One of them. One of them was, I'd never had anything like that. Two goals in a shift. I was actually ready to change after the first one. A little too much on the celly. <laughs> Celebrated too hard and was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm looking to get off the ice. That's unreal. There was uh, somebody uh, circling around media 
and like the, the source is escaping me, but someone was telling a story about when Trent Frederick was still in the AHL. Uh, so I don't, do you know that there's a fight limit per season per player in the AHL? No, you can only fight 10 times. Well, that seems wrong. AHL fight limit. 10 fights. I want to confirm this because that's what the video is saying. And I just took it at face value. Uh, da, 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 da. players, uh, they suspend players when they reach 10 fights in a season. Huh? Or I think they can. But uh, ten fight limit and no fighting off the face off rule is something which is weird. But no fighting off the face off—that's the best. We were time. just saying it's the best. Uh, but back to the story. So there was Tommy Cross got elbowed like like blatant, terrible headshot, out cold, super dirty hit. And Frederick went up to the guy who did it, and at that point, Frederick had already fought three times in the in the season and he said i got seven fights left and i'm using them all on you <laughs> that dude i love for i love freddie on here i love <laughs> trent frederick i'm gonna try i'm gonna try i'm gonna talk to his agent uh dude i fucking love freddie you so who did he say that to uh, I'm gonna try to uh, Trent Frederick. I, I I'm just gonna be sitting here googling shit. I got but... seven fights left. I'm using them all on you. Like, yeah, I can't even fine. picture him saying that. Oh, here we like go. a nice dude. Oh, oh, Marina. Oh, Marina posted this story a while ago. Um, it came from Jeff Marek. Mm-hmm. Um, so Springfield was playing against Providence. Tommy Cross, sorry, Tommy Cross was playing for Springfield, and he lays out Cameron Hughes with a vicious elbow to the head, like instant mm-hmm. KO. And Frederick goes up to him and says, "I got seven fights left this year, and I'm using them all on you." That is really cool. I love that. That is really cool. Did you see the story? Uh, what McAvoy was talking about, Marshand and his gloves for the Winter Classic? No, but I could tell they were different. <laughs> they were just his regular gloves spray painted. That's exactly what I thought they were. He says that like Marshan's like, I don't know if it's like a superstition, but he's just super particular with his gloves. Like his gloves are like apparently crazy beat up, like so, mm-hmm. so, so beat up. Mm-hmm. And like Warrior sent him a new pair of gloves and he said to Mac, he's like, I'm not going to use these. I'm not using these. Like, so he didn't want to use the new ones for the Winter Classic. So he just spray painted some of his old ones. Wow, I love. That. Is it is it one pair? Did they spray paint them? I back? don't. I he. I think he implied there's like a couple. It's not like he's been using the same pair for however long. But like, I think he just prefers worn in gloves. Is kind of what I'm gathering. Mm-hmm. Whatever he's doing is working. So just let him do it. Yeah, I mean, breaking in gloves stuff does suck. Yeah. Also, I'm Frederick is two it. points away from tying his career high in points, and he still Freddie. Yeah, and he still has about forty games to go. His career high is, is 18, and he's at 16 right now. How many career-high totals and points are we going to have on the team this year? Thank you for asking, Joe. I did that research right before we started this episode. Not as many as you thought. Mostly defensemen. Uh, so Nosek is, like, teetering. Uh, I didn't write his numbers down. Like, Nosek is, like, just under pace to break it. Mm-hmm. Lindholm's high is 34, mm-hmm. and he's at 27 right now. He's going to break it. So he's going to break that. Uh, Grizz, his uh, high is 24 and he's at 10. So, like, he could, if he turns it up a little bit in the second half, he could. Could. 
Forbert tie is 18 and he's at seven. So that's definitely possible. Possible. Clifton already broke it. Good Clifton's, for Cliffy. Clifton's high was 10 and he's at 12 right now. And Which then Freddie, Freddie has 16 and his high is 18. And everyone else is like, not, it's like, like, the, like guys like Marshand and Bergeron or Pasternak. Pasternak actually might also be on pace, I think. Mm hmm. Actually, yeah, Pasternak's definitely a pace. Pasta has 52 points right now. It's yeah, 27 it goals. Pasta's going to hit 50 this year, right? Like, where we've kind of, like... I don't know if we've discussed it. Not, I don't think we've, like, sat down, like, that... We've just talked about his prowess, but, mm. like, not specifically, is he going to hit 50? I don't, yeah, I don't haven't. see any reason why he wouldn't. I... Yeah, barring... I mean, the... The inevitable, you know, he's played 82 mm -hmm. games exactly once. So I don't know. And beyond that, I mean, it's like a couple of 70, 72, 75. And then after that, I mean, they're pretty short seasons here. So, yeah, I think he'll do it. I'm, I'm I don't not, know. He has uh, he's leading the league in shots right now. Do you know that? I didn't know that. How many shots is he taking? Uh, 188. Perfect. Which is kind of funny. 88. Do you ever think about that? Okay. Points. Whoa. His his point. Uh record is uh 95 what does that mean? oh okay his like highest oh he's already on he's absolutely he's more than on pace to break that then. yeah so he's got 52 in 38 games i remember when we asked who's gonna have more points pasta or the bruins and it was like pretty obviously pasta and now i think it's pretty obviously the bruins it's pretty obviously the bruins <laughs> like again 34 and 4 think about that it's it just became january and the bruins have 30 wins Nah, I don't not halfway it. through the season. They have 30 wins. That's yeah. Marshy, Marshy's not close. Marshy's yeah. Marshy's not. not having his best year right now. He missed a lot. He looks good and he looked mm -hmm. really good when he first came back, but he's a little off. I mean, he's not an all-star and neither is Pasternak. Well, they and can only neither... vote for one. They, the team can only nominate one person. Okay, so what is that? So that's not the whole roster? No, no, just... no, no, no. There's each division can have three more people voted in and the fans vote them in. Okay. But that's each division, not yeah. team. So I think the team, I always assume there's some shit going on where like, was it Ovechkin? It was like, I don't want to participate in this, so I'm not going to. And then he gets suspended for a game. I, I feel like the Bruins wouldn't have nominated someone who didn't actually want to go. Yeah. And like pasta is a really shoe in for a fan vote, I would think. At least, I especially I think Marshy. Marshy's made it in on the fan vote before. Everybody's like, are they going to vote John Scott in again? <laughs> like people were looking for like uh, Lucic was tweeting that he wants to be in the game. They need to stop I mean, letting God people bless vote him, on but, shit. Yeah, like God bless him, but like he doesn't. He's not. No. <laughs> the John Scott thing was fun and funny because of what it was. Yeah, it made sense at the time. It's not Luch. It's like that's not the same level of whatever. You know what would be the same level now is getting Kessel in there. Like that would yes. be if Kessel had never made an All Star yes. team. Well, honestly, like, that's not even the same because John Scott was just like fourth line goon. But like the, it was the fact that the NHL didn't want him. Yeah, that was it because they were like they sent him down to the AHL so he couldn't do it. And mm -hmm. the fans were like, no, 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 no. We we're voted him. Like, yeah, Get we're, him like, back. we're not letting you get away with that one. John Scott's I, I playing, in, playing in this All-Star game. He fucking better. Uh, dude, Bergies, um, 
highest point total of 79. And That's he's surprising. Got, and he's got 30 through 38. That's, so, like, he'll, he'll get near it. I don't think he'll break it. He could very well get near it. You know what? Do you know uh, he's won Sel- a bunch of Selkies? What's up? I was going to say the Selkie conversation is a tricky one for me. Why? Because Norris is a bit more obvious. I think Vesna is the most. Vesna and the Jack Adams are the two, and the Hart, and probably even the Richard are all like fairly easy to tell, like who's in the lead. Mm-hmm. But something about the sell, it's just such a sneaky kind of. I think in Bergeron's final year, I don't think there's even a leaderboard. But like I don't. But every year it's like I always want it to be Bergeron. But then there's always like a few people and other teams are like, no, they should get it. And a lot of people are like, yeah, they deserve it too. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that because like, well, How am like I supposed to watch your yeah. Like, I don't watch the yeah. fucking West Coast well enough to like pick up on like the defensive forwards. Like I don't know. That doesn't make highlight reels. That doesn't <laughs> yeah. make like articles very often. Like so and it's even, hard. And even it, like analyzing advanced metrics in hockey is not the easiest. Oh, I can't do it. I want to take a class on it. I feel like you need to take a class on it to understand it. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. But but yeah, I, what I'm getting at is that I would like to think that he's in the running for it, and I don't see why he wouldn't be because his like advanced stats seem to be very, very good this year. Yeah. Imagine just six Selkies, my God. Uh, also, Olmark, Olmark is kind of running away with the stats right now. It's... It's, it's not obnoxious. close. It's, it's right. not close anymore. Like Olmark has a one eight six, and the next is a two two zero. Are you sure? Is that yeah. for real? I'm looking at it right now. It's a one eight six, and this is uh, Peter Kachekov with Carolina. It was a two point two zero, and then his save percentage is a nine three nine, and Hellebuck is in second with a nine two eight, which isn't that big, but a big enough of a difference. Hellebuck has twenty wins. Jesus, so Olmark's twenty one. I gotta pull up. I gotta pull Mark Mark shit up here. That's just not that I don't believe you, but I don't fucking believe you at all. That's so stupid. Yeah, he's fucking tearing people apart right now. He's guess he got to start tonight, which I'm excited Mm -hmm. about. Tickets are only seventy dollars at SAP Center in San Jose. Why is he? ESPN has him rostered on ninety seven percent of fantasy leagues. Why Ooh, must is be that people number... not buying? Not one hundred and one percent. It should be a hundred and one percent. Yeah, I don't get that either. McDavid has seventy five points. God damn it, Connor! Relax, like boys trying to get out of Edmonton. He has thirty three goals. How many games has he played? Not that many. Forty. 40. He's on pace for seventy, nearly seventy goals. Do you think? You think if he gets? Oh man, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> say it. He just might have like the most impressive season of all time. <laughs> like, no, I think so. All he could. time, all time. Because I think scoring, like not excluding Gretzky all time, that's the thing. That's what I meant. Gretzky had a 208 point season. But if you have a 160, 170 point season in 2023, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the modern NHL, that doesn't happen. Yeah, this this is like where it's hard to compare eras and it uh, is. it is, but that's last, why I like didn't want to dive into it all too much. But it's what the fuck was going on in '93. 
1993, there was two players with 76 goals. It was Alexander McGillney in Buffalo and Timu Solani. In Winnipeg. Correct. The old that was his rookie. That was his rookie year. Oh, was the yeah, you're right. That was just the fucking Yeah, that's yeah, he's like, Yeah, I'm here. I can't remember that. Espo had 76 goals and 76 points in 78 games. He had 76 goals, 76 points in 78 games. Zero assists. I'm sorry, points, assists. Oh, oh, assists. He had 152. I was gonna points. say if you, that's almost more impressive. <laughs> like, no, I score <laughs> a goal once a game, and that's all I do. That's funny. Um, Lemieux scored any... 13 shorthanded goals one season. <laughs> He's looking at like what the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? I'm just looking at like the last 70 goal score, and it's just like a, a board of incredibly prolific scores. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, that Do you was. Have the any uh, any closing thoughts here, or any final thoughts on our way no, out the door? I just feel I still feel really good. Like my like vibe around this team really hasn't changed. And even with DeBrusque out, I feel like that sucks more for him than it does for the team's chance of success. And that's not to say he no, isn't right. born in the team. It's just telling of how deep they are. It is. It's a different. If it's a different squad, but it is. Uh, it's just, he was I, playing the yeah. best hockey of his career, so it sucks to see him go out at that time. And I want to see him keep doing that. As do I. I want no. him to break out all of his records, and I want to see a full season of this Jake DeBrusk. Yeah, he he was absolutely on pace to shatter his record. His record is 43 points, and that was his first year, and he is 30 right now. So he would have blown past it. Yeah. Pro- honestly, probably still will. Like, he's missing 14 games. So he'll still have like 35 games to get 13 points. He'll do it. I, I think he will do that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no, nothing really else. Excited for the game. Excited to be up till 2 a.m. again. That makes one of us, brother. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for the game. I'm not excited to how late I'm going to end up watching right. it. But um, Carlson's on a 14 game point streak, too, also. Guy's good. Fuck Carlson. I love that guy. Let's fight him. Bear with me till two in the morning.